Psalm 1, 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. I need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like thine can peace afford. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. I need thee every hour in joy or pain. Come quickly and abide or life's in vain. I need thee. Psalms, just like the Sermon on the Mount, begins with blessings. Blessed is the one. And that word can have a couple meanings. It's the Hebrew word ashray. And it can mean it can mean happy. It can mean um, doing what is morally right and justified. Um, but its primary primary meaning is that you live under, you live under the shadow of God's blessing. You live under his smile and you you experience his face shining and smiling upon you. And notice it starts off with the negative. This is what you don't do. This is the things you stay away from. And so what I want you to notice from the first verse is that there's three postures, three people, and three places. Notice the three postures. Walk, stand, sit. Who walks not, nor stands, nor sits. You know, walk is... A metaphor for how you live. It's your daily habits. It's your walk. And then stand, this is a metaphor for your convictions. You can see that, for example, when we ask politicians, what's their stance on this issue? So where do you stand on immigration? Where do you stand on education reform? Where do you stand on tax breaks for this demographic? What are your settled opinions that are then going to lead to your public action? Where do you stand? Your convictions. And then sit. In the Bible, sit is often the image of what someone does when they're speaking authoritatively. So Moses goes up on the mountain and he he receives and then he sits. Jesus goes up on the mountain for the Sermon on the Mount and he sits to teach. You know, Moses' seat means you sit and you proclaim um, your teaching with authority. So the three postures, walk, stand, sit. And then the three people, the ungodly, the sinners, the mockers, 
The ungodly are those who just ignore God and don't really bring him into their calculations or thoughts. The sinners are those who are actively rebelling against him. And then the mockers, the scoffers, they actually, according to the book of the Proverbs, are the pinnacle of evil. And here they're the pinnacle of evil in this wisdom psalm. They mock everything, make fun of everything. These people, the scoffers, are extremely intelligent and extremely toxic. They're hardened. They scoff. They mock. Three postures, three people, then three places. You have the counsel, the way, the seat. The counsel. Blessed is the one who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. See, the counsel is their advice, their outlook. And one of the things that the Bible often talks about is not listening to the counsel of fools. This is just the assumed way that life is. And the Bible is full of stories, especially stories of young men whose lives are destroyed because they walked in the counsel of the fool. You have Absalom and Rehoboam and Sennacherib and Zedekiah and Azaziah and Amnon and many stories of people's lives being destroyed because they walk in the counsel of the ungodly. But then they also don't stand in the way of sinners. The way, this is the lifestyle. Again, this also can parallel with your walk. You walk in the way. The way is your lifestyle. And then the seat. They sit in the seat of scoffers. So the seat is taking the place of authority. That's where you sit and you speak as if what you're saying is 100% absolute gospel truth. And what you can see here is you can actually see a progression. Notice how evil takes you. There's a progression in the postures. You move from walking to standing to sitting. This is how evil works. At first, you think you can walk in it and still keep going, and then it wears you down, and then you're standing, and before long, you're just sitting. It wears you down. And then there's a progression of the people. There's the ungodly who are just, in general, just unaware of God. Then you have the sinners who are actively breaking his laws, and then they become the scoffers who are hardened, and they mock, and they ridicule. And then you have the places, you know, the council. This is just their advice, giving to you as you go. But then the way you get in the lifestyle, and then finally it takes you to the seat where you're confirmed in that posture and you're stuck. So what would the opposite be? Well, you walk in the counsel of the godly. You stand in the way of the redeemed. You sit in the seat of affirmers, life givers. So walk in the counsel of the godly today. Hear their voice. Get their opinion. Stand in the way of the redeemed. Stand in the path of the forgiven sinners who know that they've been forgiven much and they exude grace because they've experienced it and so they express it. And then try as best you can to sit in the seat of affirmers, those who are not scoffers, but those who are life givers. Have you ever been around people who just radiate life? I'm going to brag on my wife for a minute, if you don't mind. But when she used to teach second grade, one of the things that she would do is she would intentionally look for evidences of grace and glory in all of her students' life. She'd look for the evidences of grace in their life. She'd look for the evidences that they were made in the image of God and had these incredible gifts. And then when they would, when she would sit with the parent-teacher conference, 
you know, I don't know any parent of any second grade child who doesn't feel like they're abjectly failing in every way. And often parents are so aware of their, of the struggles of their children that it can be very easy to lose sight of their gifts and graces. And then she would always in the conference tell the parents the, the way she's seen in their child these gifts, these evidences of grace in their life. And very often it would bring the parents to tears because here they're sitting in the seat and they're expecting, I don't know what you expect when you're having a conference with your second grade teacher, but then they hear affirmation. They hear words that are coming from a life giver and it brings life. And that is just a beautiful but very pale reflection of the ultimate life giver the ultimate one who, and we should join the chorus with Peter when Jesus asked him when many disciples turned away from him, are you two going to leave? And Peter says, where else can we go? You have the words of life. So today, would you be blessed? Then run to the one who has the words of life. God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and holy go